0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is Friday the 13th. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about markets, business, startups, crypto, and plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney, and joining me is... Scuddy, how is the day, Scuddy? It's
1: been great. Uh it's a show about superstitions as well. They're avoiding uh, superstitions as well, black cats and and uh, and ladders and the like. But uh did the you market,
0: come across a lot of black cats and ladders in your day. Oh, uh, around Barangaroo
1: here, there's lots of cats walking around. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh managed to avoid them today, as did the market. Uh a nice snapback.
0: A snapback Friday. oh that doesn't work, does it? No, nope, we'll have to think of a better line than that, but up mark it up Um, friday flurry friday flurry okay we'll run with that but i mean what is yesterday a distant memory is that inflation read uh any less interesting that we got through on thursday is the fed any less hawkish those are the questions i have
1: no 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 and no Uh, but Tether didn't blow up, although it looked like it was going to. At uh, one point, we were going home yesterday afternoon, uh, our time here. But I think that maybe helped address a few concerns. And then today, up and away, uh, I was asking you know, some of the uh, younger folk in the uh, the office here were asking, like, you know, how do you go and kind of play these markets, given what they are? Very much trading orientated at the moment. I said, if you're a trader, why would you want to go and carry too much risk into the weekend? Square up, go and have a few beers and relax, and then uh, get back into it on Monday. I reckon that's what happened today.
0: Yeah especially if you're a crypto holder. I mean, this week, I think we'll be talking about for a long time. Well, I guess depending on what happens over the weekend and what happens next week. But yeah, you get the sense that the true believers, this has reinforced their view, and they believe from some that I've spoken with that this is potentially going to inspire a clean out of all the junk, which brings crypto further along the path to, uh, what is it? Not respectability, but just... Further[s] their investment thesis more, and then you've got the other guys on the side of the coin that are very verbal. You know that this is the beginning of the great unwind; the Ponzi scheme is on its knees.
1: Yeah, I, I still think it comes back to what exactly are you getting for your money for your fiat currency in the uh, the ecosystem at the moment. So uh, I know various protocols, various uh, various projects out there at the moment, but uh, when it comes to the amount of junk uh yeah it's it's debatable as to how much there is uh, there could be an extremely large amount or all of it or maybe not a lot but uh, that's one of those questions that I think is going to start getting answered and, and asked a lot more over the uh, next period I for, for me it's this is the biggest wake-up call we've Billions have just been lost in the instant uh, from this collapse of this uh, Terra USD stablecoin, and that just says to me that uh, no enough of the games. signs about regulating this industry.
0: Yeah, uh, bring the regulators in. But people in the industry want the regulators in. The more regulators that they have in, more regulation. The you know the better for some. And, and, Scotty, I will play the other side of the coin. That I mean, we have days where billions are wiped off the stock market. Many, many, many days that we see billions wiped off the stock market. So I don't think it's the nail in the coffin. I think it's part of the story. And we spoke with Chloe White from Genesis Block about that very thing. You know, for some, I mean, she believes that Bitcoin is the OG. It's the original gangsta. It's the one that you want to be in. Um, you know, they're, they're happy. I'm not speaking for her, mm. but many are happy to see there's 17,000 altcoins. I think it's up to 19,000 now altcoins out there. Of course, they're going to b- go by the wayside. But um, when it comes to the larger underlying technology, the growth of the whole DeFi ecosystem, you know, they just don't see what happened this week as an existential threat. So... This is a conversation that I know we're going to be continuing to have for many, many moons to come, Mm. Scotty. So let's leave that there. Let's get to equities. And it was all the tech names that were bought today.
1: Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, anything that you've heard us in the program talking about the bottom of the leaderboard ad nauseum over the past couple of months, that likely did a double-digit gain today.
0: True. And that included zero. Zero yesterday reported though and I guess that was what was different about zero is that there, there, there was, was actually some news. Num- yeah there was news out right and it got treated very poorly by the market uh, we spoke with Elise Kennedy from Jardin who is a tech analyst and she really saw it as a buying opportunity in fact she still sees zero because even after today's gains I mean the share price is still very depressed from where it was perhaps better value more reasonable value, value, excuse me, from where it was. But yes, she's seeing this as an opportunity. There was nothing in that report yesterday that shook her fundamental view on the company. And if you'd like to listen to that interview, zero is still a hero, according to Jardin. You can uh, listen to it via the show notes. So, Scuddy, we're Friday. And when you survey the landscape of the ASX, Yes we've had our little talk about tech but i mean even i mean friday obviously was the exception but even the commodities complex came under a lot of pressure at times this week you know there were some real questions raised about the pace of global growth particularly Chinese growth, particularly as we continue to see, you know, these lockdowns being extended and reinforced.
1: Yeah. Lockdowns or, you uh, know, closure of everything. Uh, some people are dubbing it rather than a lockdown. But yeah, there's, that's going to permeate for a long period of time. And uh, look... There's not one iota's chance of ever going to stop Omicron. We've proven that around the world. So uh, it's a fruitless task. Uh, that's the honest opinion. Uh, so how do they go and get around this? Because the vaccine efficacy of the uh, the Chinese vaccines is is very poor. It's going to be tricky. They've either got to go and live with it and uh, and deal with the consequences, or continue down this path. And neither one is uh, is particularly bullish uh, out there at the moment. So it's going to be a particular drag on uh, on sentiment and growth potentially for a long period of time then you throw what's going in elsewhere in the world and the supply chain shocks uh, and the financial conditions i've been banging on about that for a while in the states uh, it's well and truly now starting to go into track from the growth outlook so uh yeah it's it's going to be a tricky second half of the year i think that's one thing that we all need to go and get prepared for
0: interesting i i i've I covered you in the Global View today, and uh, I spoke with a gentleman from New York, and uh, I'm just looking for that interview up online. I don't know what we called it online. Uh, Perhaps, yeah, just search the Global View. And uh, he was saying that we are in for a prolonged interest rate uh, cycle in the United States. And it was interesting, because he said these markets... Um, you know, the market moves, the abrupt day-to-day market moves are not going to spook the Fed this time around. And his reasoning is that um, every time, say, Bernanke got spooked, you know, tried to lift rates, markets tanked, pulled back, and Powell as well, markets tanked, pulled back. He said both of those instances coincided with China also pulling back. And he gives all the details of it. He said the difference this time around, which will allow the Fed to keep going with its interest rate hike plans, is the fact that we are in a period where China is stimulating. So China is looking to stimulate. That will allow the Fed to continue with its uh, hiking cycle, which will prolong the hiking cycle, but that's why he's expecting it to be a very slow grind down in inflation but is not predicting a recession coming through in the United States. Anyways, check out The Global View. I thought it was an interesting take and an interesting conversation, including the fact that one of the areas he's investing in right now are Chinese property bonds, of all things.
1: There we go. Uh, it's market for everything. Big contrarian play.
0: Yeah, I like it. Okay, um, what else? Well, listen, given we're in for a tricky remainder of the year, I thought on the call today, it would be appropriate to find out what my guests are selling, you know, knowing when to sell, knowing when to fold them, you could say, And yeah, it. sometimes just as important as knowing uh, what to buy. So I spoke with Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Andrew Page from strawman.com. Here's what they would be getting rid of if they were you.
1: I thought I'd go with Webjet as my sell any way you look at it, especially with fuel prices at the moment going up and all of that sort of stuff as well, which puts up the price of plane tickets, um, Mm. I don't see how this company is going to be worth what it was prior to the pandemic, like the world has changed. I think that ultimately, it was a step down for these kind of companies. And also they've lost some of that brand value, because we've had two years where we've gotten out of the habit
0: of always going to webjet.com.au
1: i couldn't resist my favorite whipping boy nadine um i'm gonna go with amp uh the turnaround that's forever trying to turn around uh the business that has just collapsed over the last 10 years the one that sort of holds this mantle of blue chip company which you know dividends well they don't pay them anymore but uh you know they were 23 cents 10 years ago uh earnings are just going down and down and down and so I think I I talk to you know some investors and I sort of go oh, I've lost so much now you know I might as well just hang on I just think that is entirely the wrong thing. One there's opportunity cost because you could press a couple buttons, realize a lovely loss that you can offset against some other gains elsewhere,
0: mm-hmm. and put it
1: onto a different different um, business one that's one that's got some decent potential.
0: So A M P and Webjet that's what they would be getting rid of. Claude just says that people are not going to be traveling to the same extent. As, uh, as they had previously, but I managed I managed to peer pressure him into coming to see us in studio next time he's on the program. Yeah, Even we... though he's thinking travel is pretty much uh, changed forever, he's going to travel on down to Sydney. You're welcome, people.
1: Yeah, come on, Claude, get involved.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, what's on next week? We've got wages here in Australia. We've got jobs here in Australia. Wages is what everyone's hanging out for. We've also got an election here in Australia.
1: It's the best week of the election campaign because all election advertising stops. So uh, <laughs> I don't have to go and uh, look at the ridiculous ads anymore. Uh, I'm over. I think the country's over, to be honest. If you haven't made up your mind by now, uh, it's going to be a uh, pretty difficult on polling day. Um maybe the tougher decision will be able to go now, what to get on the uh, democracy sausage. But uh, yeah, yeah, the election's going to go and and get a lot of airtime. But I think that, you know, looking at the the major parties, whoever gets back into power or wins power on this occasion, uh, there's not a lot of policy differential. And so when you go and say what the implications are for markets, unless it's a very, you know, uh, green-orientated, you know, Labor victory, I think that's the only thing that would really potentially go and scare the pigeons. But... Yeah, it's. I think it's going to come and go and uh, be pretty placid from the uh, political side of the equation.
0: Yeah, and the wages data, um, yeah, it could always throw a spanner in the works, but uh, the RBA will be keeping a very close eye on it regardless. And uh, I, I've just rem- been reminded that I've got some baking to do. It's not just the sausage sizzle. It's the fundraising bacon that needs to be done as well. Got a lot of that that will be happening furiously this time next <laughs> week. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll just... Take a, yeah, yeah, get a mix. I don't
1: know. Maybe, maybe you want to go try it out in the staff embassy to make sure yeah. before you give it to, the, uh, <laughs> to your, uh, your parental friends.
0: All right. Um, listen, Scotty, I hope you have a good weekend. We'll yeah. see you next week.
1: You too. I'll see you Monday.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.